This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hi, I'm Hanif Baharudin and this is Gigi Well Played, BFM's video game show. We'll be speaking to Fikri Rizal Maharudin, Marketing and Business Development Lead at Moonton Games to learn more about the success behind Mobile Legends, Bang Bang, their most prolific IP. But before that, let's recap some of the biggest news in the industry with Daryl Ong. Alright, thank you Hanif. We're going to start this week's news with an update from Microsoft. Now, despite owning some of the world's biggest IPs, especially after their acquisition of Activision Blizzard recently, Microsoft might soften their stance of exclusivity. This comes after Phil Spencer and co. announced on the official Xbox podcast last weekend that the platform will be taking four Xbox-exclusive games multi-platform. However, he didn't name the games that will be released on rival consoles namely the PS5 and Nintendo Switch. Microsoft did give up some hints, saying that two of those games are community-driven games, while the other two are smaller titles. Like we said, nothing's been confirmed yet, but according to The Verge, the first two titles will likely be Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment, followed by Sea of Thieves and Grounded. What's certain, at least for now, is that there are bigger IPs including the upcoming Indiana Jones and the recently released Starfield won't be among them. They did not rule out those games going multi-platform in the future though. So, why is Microsoft softening their stance on platform exclusivity? Well, according to him in the podcast, the move was driven by the need to evolve for the long-term health of Xbox and their games to reach more players with as much success as possible. Phil also reflected on the future of platform exclusivity, saying that he believes there'll be fewer console exclusives across the industry over the next decade. That does not mean that Microsoft is abandoning console exclusivity soon, but it appears that they are considering the potential of more of their games being on other platforms in the future, starting with these four yet-to-be-announced games. As always, we'll be keeping an eye on this and we'll keep you posted once they're announced. Okay, up next, it might not be the news of DLC, but we have updates on Elden Ring. Developer of 2022's Game of the Year, From Software, now has full ownership of the IP after acquiring the trademark from fellow Japanese company Bandai Namco, an international publisher of the game. According to the US Patent and Trademark Office, Bandai Namco switched the ownership of the trademark for the game over to From Software in March last year, about 13 months after after the game's release. We also learned two weeks ago that an Elden Ring mobile game is currently in development. At the same time, we're still waiting on the game's first DLC expansion, Shadow of the Earth Tree, which From Software announced nearly a year ago but has no release date yet on the horizon. And now switching over to more console news, if you've been anticipating the release of the Nintendo Switch 2, you might have to wait a bit longer as its release has reportedly been delayed to the early months of 2025. Although sources claim that Nintendo has been telling game publishers that the Switch 2 was originally planned for release at the end of this year, we can now expect it in March next year at the earliest. If this is true, it's good to know that they're taking the time to release the console, but this also indirectly stretches the current Switch lifespan to another year. Not great news considering the console is really struggling to cope with the latest releases. 
And finally, as we all know, bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Well, I didn't. Now I know. Well, Respond has spoken and a Star Wars Mandalorian video game is reportedly in the works. According to Insider Gaming, the game is in its early stages of development and will let players control a Mandalorian bounty hunter during a time where the Empire is dominating the galaxy. The player will be tasked on taking bounties for cash, which will sound familiar to any fans of the live-action TV series whose fourth season is currently in development. Those familiar with Response Battle Royale Apex Legends might recognize that the boost sliding that the Mando game will reportedly have as the iconic Mandalorian jetpack will play a part in the game's high-mobility gameplay. Exciting times ahead, for sure. Right, that's all we have for this week's news. Back to you, Hanif. Thank you very much, Daryl. Welcome to Mobile Legends! A couple of weeks ago, I had the pleasure of attending an event organized by Moonton, makers of Mobile Legends Bang Bang, one of the most popular mobile games in the country and the region. The event was meant to outline the company's roadmap for MLBB for 2024, especially as Malaysia will be hosting the sixth edition of its World Championship, the M6, at the end of the year. After seeing the presentation, I got the chance to sit down with Fikri Rizal Mahrudin, Marketing and Business Development Lead at Moonton Games, for a chat. We touched on a lot of things, including the success of Mobile Legends Bang Bang and the game's community here in Malaysia. Uh, hi everyone, my name is Fikri Rizal. I'm currently um, leading the marketing and business development for MLBB Esports in Malaysia. Alright, so we're at the launch of um, the MLBB Esports Malaysia 2024 Roadmap, an event that basically outlines uh, Moonton's esports plan for this year. Uh, but before we delve deeper into the roadmap, um, I think it would be useful to go back to the beginning and chart Mobile Legends Bang Bang's uh, rise and growth in the industry. Uh, maybe we can start with that. Yeah, For the uninitiated, maybe you can help describe to us how impactful MLBB is. Right. So basically, MLBB is more than just a game. Um, I think that's, that's one video that we showcased earlier. Um, it's it's basically, if it's just a game, right? Like why do we, you know, this ecosystem work so hard um, to expand um, this industry and to expand this ecosystem um, together? And when we win something, like we are cheering the loudest that we can. And when, when we lost something, the sadness and the emotion that is, is within this the feeling that we have is is very impactful, right? So I think for MLBB as a whole, we are currently um, the biggest gaming title in Malaysia. And I think I want to talk a bit more about um, the MLBB esports. So for MLBB esports, um, if you look at like the charts as well, um, we are currently the number one, the most watched mobile mobile game in the world right now. And specifically looking into Malaysia, we are also the biggest esports tournament in Malaysia at this current moment. Lah. Yeah, so to all the listeners, MLBB is not just about playing games, but it's more than that. Lah. Yeah, yeah. There's a complete ecosystem. Mm, yeah, it's interesting that you say that. Um, I guess we're going to talk a bit more about how it's bigger than just a game. It's more than just a game. It's, it's an ecosystem by itself. But I guess to geek out a bit about the game itself, um, mm. MLBB made its debut in 2016 and quickly established itself as one of the earlier pioneers of the mobile genre, right? right. Um, which is multiplayer online uh, battle arena. Mm. Uh, but this was also at a time when the mobile platform was still quote-unquote experimenting uh, with various types of games. Um, what was that experience like actually for Moonton then uh, to be able to carve and create that niche on the mobile platform uh, for a game that I think prior to that was more commonly played on 
on uh, PCs, right? Uh, so I think if you know the experience of playing with mobile, it's not as seamless because you mm. usually play with mouse and keyboard, and then you Betul. have to also rely on, I guess, a lot of hotkeys beyond just keys, right? So, so you know, I I know you're you're still relatively new with Moonton, but I guess perhaps you know, as a representative of Moonton, would you be able to, I guess, perhaps get into the minds of how did the developers manage to actually create? A mobile on a mobile platform because I think they're one of the earlier pioneers that I able to I guess crack that formula, right? Yeah. So basically, I think it's um, honestly understanding um, the opportunity and also understanding the technological advancement that we have. So before this, maybe for uh, this is just my personal point of view, right? So if you want to play like um, those mobile games, you have to go to a cyber cafe to play this game title. But as technology advances smartphone is widely available and not everyone um, in in Saudi Asia specifically owns a PC so it makes them hard for them to to play a game right so and they have to pay extra somehow to play the games in cyber cafe so I think that is when the opportunity arises to scale down you know, such a fast game make it a bit more compact, make it a bit more compatible to a mobile phone instead of, you know, playing it for one and a half hours, 40 minutes, one and a half hours on a PC. Now, on one single train ride, you can finish a complete mobile game. So I think it's it's looking into, like, the opportunity and what are the level of interest. And I think it came at the right time, uh, at the right place. Lah. Mm, yeah. Um It'd be remiss to talk to a Moonton representative and not ask you guys about the, I guess, the copyright and trademark infringement claims made by your competitor, right, Games, uh, back in 2017. Um, technicalities aside, was the decision to rename the game to Mobile Legends Bang Bang a difficult one to take? And were there any worries on whether the lawsuit as well as the name change will affect the game's popularity with this player base? I guess, in hindsight, talking about it now, with the success of the game, I guess it's not really a problem. But, you know, do you think that to a certain extent, and especially with your competitor, right, games coming into the scene um, three years ago with their own version, League of Legends, uh, Wild Rift. Do you think that there was ever a time when, I guess, Moonton had to be a bit worried with, with these things, I suppose? Right, so fortunately for me, it wasn't in my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. Um, so I wasn't able to really experience it. But I think looking at what we have done right now, um, I feel that we, we have grown to a certain numbers at this current moment. Um, and, and I feel that whatever situation that happens in the past uh, are all challenges for us. Uh, and it helps us to basically improve ourselves to serve our community better. So, um, yeah, it's very fortunate for me that I wasn't able <laughs> to experience it. But if you ask me, if you look at like what we have accomplished now with the community that we have, um, with the support that we have from the government side, uh, all of those setbacks are the reason why we are where we are today. Lah. Yeah, it's, it's a challenge that we face, like what I presented just now, right? So the two things that we learn in MLBB Esports is that number one, the most importantly, is our community. And the second one, we need to always have the, this growth mindset. Uh, if we look at all of these setbacks as, as, as a negative perception, then uh, I think we need to change it. Lah. So we need to ensure that we constantly improvise and look at those as learnings and ensure that we always uh, innovate ourselves to stay relevant uh, within the market. Mm. Are these two key factors that you mentioned just now um, the reasons why um, the game has been 
pretty prominent in the in the not just in the mobile genre but also in the mobile gaming scene for quite some time now. Right. When I was working in Media Prima, when I look like Mobile Legends and, or even back then when I was in a competitor company, I always feel like, why is this, this game so big? Right? Like, how can it hit, uh, like expand their game um, to hit like a certain set of grassroots community as well? So I think there are two key learnings um, that if I may, from my personal observation, like why this game is so successful in South Asia. I think the first one is... The localization part, like this game is hyper-local, like really, like in Malaysia, um, you can choose Bahasa Malaysia and you can, you also have like a badang as a character, like in Indonesia you have Katot Kaca, um, in, in Philippines you have Takito, you know, it's super localized um, and I think that's one. Then the second one is that if you look at the growth of our MLBB esports, the way um, that we invest in this particular ecosystem, we appreciate slow growth, right? So if you look at like how we publish our game as well, you can see that all of our investments are all about building the community first. It's all about our community. Like how can we, I think when we look at like the marketing spectrum, um, the most important one that we always do and always focus on is the engagement. Like how do we engage with our current audience to ensure that they are happy, to ensure that um, they are always served with quality content that is coming up from our end. Then only the second pillar is then how do we think, can we improve the total number of audience that we have, which is an expansion of awareness and interest. Lah. So I think if you look at it, in a way, I think that's, that's the two key learning um, from my personal observation. Lah. That was Vicky Rizal Mahrudin, Marketing and Business Development Lead at Munton Games, talking about Mobile Legends, Bang Bang and its community. We're going to make way for some messages. More after this. Stay tuned. This is Gigi Well Played on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Gigi Well Played. I'm your host, Hanif Baharudin. I had the opportunity to attend an event organized by the makers of Mobile Legends Bang Bang Munton Games and after the event, I sat down with Fikri Rizal Mahrudin, Marketing and Business Development Lead at the company to speak about MLBB's success and growth as well as Munton's plans for the future of the IP. We're going to continue the conversation by looking at how Munton Games engages with their fan base and community members of Mobile Legends Bang Bang. So I think one of the beautiful part about mobile is that there's a constant update uh, within the game um, a constant update in terms of like the characters that's available within the game then uh, changes on mechanics introduction of new characters um, I think that's one to ensure that this game is always fresh um, and also the collaboration that we're doing as well like within the game like last year we had like a Ducati skin this year we launched a, a Jujutsu Kaisen uh, skin as well um, I think that's how we constantly engage uh, with our audience and it sedikit sebanyak 
helps us to grow the game as well. Um, and then the fans of you know, Ducati or like all of these anime brands uh, and even like a, we even collaborated with Transformers then would see this as a as an interest, you know, that they speak their interest to to then try and hopefully with this particular trial we can convert them to become an MLBB user lah. Yeah. So I think that's for MLBB. I uh, would want to share a bit more like how do we then um, expand it to esports as well because um, it's correlated with each other. We need to understand that not MLBB players are a fan of esports. So I think for us, um, it's it's a constant challenge. Like how do we get a usual MLBB player to start watching MLBB esports, right? So they might not relate to the content that we are serving them. Um, maybe, you know, they are just playing it for fun um, or they are um, playing games just to connect with, with their friends and playing casually. Right? They don't want to care about, you know, playing professionally or whatnot. So one of the key things that I think that's why we did, we are doing this particular roadmap today is to also educate not just the MLBB user but also the general Malaysians on the potential and the opportunity that's available in esports right now. We know for a fact that a lot of our audience are these younger generations, you know, these university kids, this budak-budak sekolah. So we need to constantly provide an opportunity for them so that um, they are aware of, you know, this complete ecosystem then there's a funnel or a path for them so instead of just playing games for fun now you can have a career in esports you know so i think that's that's highly important for us so for um mlbb esports malaysia um, we have constantly try and experiment different different ways to engage with our audience first we started off in music we have our own theme song Um, and then we invite celebrities to come to MPL Malaysia and you know perform. And then and then we had like those drama. MLB sport drama, then we have skateboard competition, a lot of things uh, to engage with our audience. And then we also invite KOLs, uh, celebrities, uh, athletes, football players to come to MPL Malaysia. The objective for us right, of doing this is not so much about um, asking the players or the athlete or the KOL to post on their Instagram or to spread out the awareness about MLB sports. No, it's not about that. But it's to showcase right, to all of our community members that Oh my God! There's someone that is prominent in the industry that 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 also attends my event to to improve their sense of belonging to make them feel proud that someone else is is at their event because before this, tak ada orang pergi event dia orang kan like is tak ada celebrity datang tak ada atlet atlet datang so now ada atlet atlet datang buat dia rasa bangga sikit lah so those are the kind of engagement that we do lah. Mm. How important is it to showcase to them that? Um, even if they are not necessarily into the very competitive aspect of esports, I suppose mm. they can still be part of that esports ecosystem, but within other ways, I suppose. You know, like for example, um, contohnya lah, yeah, can they can still be part yeah. of the community? They may not necessarily compete, but they can even be like you know, aspire to be a caster in the future. Katakanlah kan, yeah. tak semua orang 
<laughs> macam UFC dengan F1 lah. Mm. You can be a fan of UFC but you have never fight in your entire life for example. Right, yes, you can be a fan of F1 but you can never drive like Lewis Hamilton kan. Mm. So and I think for us sebenarnya um, we look at those industry like all these established sports as an inspiration especially like formula 1 and ufc wrestling football we look at all the other traditional sports or other other sports as an inspiration and as aspiration um if you look at those right now the way that they deliver the message and the way that we consume this content is an, as an entertainment form so um those are the kind of things that we want to try and improvise in MLBB esports um to showcase that you know it's not just about um aspiring or inspiring yourself to be a professional player but it's also as a form of entertainment and 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 I just I see lah I cakap tadi pasal F1 and UFC too like not all UFC uh, not all peminat UFC boleh lawan not all peminat F1 boleh lawan so sama macam esports I think that's wrong because everyone yang main dekat atas stage tu uh, Orang-orang yang main dekat atas stage tu Orang yang dekat rumah pun boleh main benda yang sama So maybe You can look at it as a Learning to improve Your your skill set sendiri ke If you want to play with your friends ke Apa-apa ke And then Then you At least have uh, A place for you to refer to And tengok And kaji Like how What are the metas That's available Like what are the skill set That is required You know like If you use this particular character Like What are the kind of things That you need to buy You know Things like that So uh, It correlates lah So Yeah mm. What I find quite interesting With regard to I guess the community That you have created Is that to a certain extent It also indirectly Has created a subculture Of sorts In the sense that I think to a certain extent Ooh, These days like you, that. Yeah If you go to If you go to Mama Again uh-huh. These days People Uh There is this thing that people have been talking about Macam oh Sekarang ni ramai, ramai budak lepak mama Tapi Instead of chatting with their friends They're all on their mobile phones And chances are I can I can say this I mean based on my own observation as well They are playing mobile agents mm. And that is Both in itself If you look at it It's an interesting thing But at the same time Because you are indir- You have indirectly created A new subculture of sorts Within this mm. culture of lepak mama Where people actually Are playing mobile games so, And yeah. not just mama Like you know Even at like famous chains Like Family Mart And things like that Betul. People are actually sitting down And playing mobile Mobile agents specifically yeah. Right um, So to, to a certain extent Yeah it has indirectly Created this subculture But to a certain extent It has also I guess It also comes with A form of stigma as well To a certain extent Right so How do you I guess Deal or capitalize on on that kind of stigma that can sometimes be a bit negative as well with regard to especially when the association is very like oh look at these kids you know hanging out at mama these days all on their mobile phones playing Mobile Legends you know the the name of your IP gets out there as well but in a negative way yeah faham I totally understand where you're coming from mm. uh, I just had a chat with my barber I was cutting hair before <laughs> coming into this press conference and then he was like oh you can share dengan Muntan eh ah, this one mama in Puchong like a lot of these esports professional players also play bro dekat Puchong ni and and internet dia dekat Puchong this mama paling laju lah he was just talking about it and then when he told me about that like I Mula-mula I rasa proud Like cakap Yo Powernya MLBB Esports And at the same time I fikir Like what you mentioned just now What about like All those Pakcik yang mengetih Malam-malam like, What is his perception Towards this and semua kan But When you think about it Esports and gaming Is here to stay Like Sooner or later then When the technology Further advances more There are more new things That people can consume too. Like what Ty mentioned just now uh, During his Panel, right? Like before this, when digital keluar, 
then uh, orang kata oh no one's going to watch TV then bila um, you know Spotify keluar nobody people say nobody is going to listen to radio but it's it's all about like adapting to this particular innovation as well and and we need to uh, instead of you know reject growth and innovation and and this new interest right? but why not we facilitate and see like what are the other opportunities that's available uh, within this industry yang kita boleh sokong because yes i do agree um memang stigma ada dekat dalam e-sports orang selalu cakap oh you know <sighs> macam-macam benda lah but i always remember right uh, when i was delivering Um, this keynote session back in UITM I was invited to be a part of panel together with one of the journalists juga and then uh, after that after that session a lecturer came to me and, and then he was saying that oh banyak juga eh orang-orang yang cakap benda negatif because I kena throw banyak gila soalan yang daripada lecturers you know daripada student cakap macam-macam macam sport ya yeah, memang banyak orang ada bad still bad stigma so you have a long way to go but the only thing that she said that I think benda ni normal lah e-sports and gaming ni Fikri and then she was like kalau you makan berlebihan pun you boleh dapat obesity <laughs> so it's like excessive gaming excessive eating then then what i have a clearer understanding if if you want to do things it need to have a purpose and and i think the education is also important uh, coming from our end so itulah stigma is still going to be there but in my personal point of view is uh, tak boleh berlebihan i think that's one and then the second one is that we need to always ensure that um, kita facilitate and also support the growth ni lah mm. yeah. is that something that you constantly try to also uh, communicate with your community members in terms of I guess not not in a preacher way I suppose but also in a in a way that one way or another you know you're trying to support what they do obviously because it's beneficial to you as well but at the same time you also try to tell them that hey you need to also yeah do it berpada-pada kind of thing is that something that Muntan actively tries to do as well I think um, there's a lot of initiative uh, daripada ministry uh, you nampak MDEC sebelum-sebelum ni daripada 2019 lagi like they pro- they they push out this healthy gaming uh, to ensure that gaming is not excessive and all but I think somehow like after the pandemic have all those campaigns that tertutup because when you have nothing to do all the things that you have to that you can do at home is play games and so um, yeah I do feel that um, there is something that we need to constantly educate Um, and that's why we have like this Munton Care program. So with this Munton Care program, it's a CSR program um, that we showcase the other side of esports and the other side of gaming. You know, um, providing more education or understanding towards this industry. Like, macam contohnya, like, give you one example. One of the cool things that they did in uh, the Philippines was that um, they orang uh, pergi jelajah to all of this journalism university, and then they educate all of these people about like you know like how do you write in, in gaming and esports like how do you do journalism in gaming and esports and ada banyak lagi lah benda-benda yang menarik yang orang buat so yes you know mm. going back to I guess the geeky culture and the tribalism that sometimes happen in the gaming scene as yeah. well um, I'm sure you've heard of this before where you know people perhaps I guess oh Mobile Legends Bang Bang is just a mobile game and, and therefore like macam it's inferior to perhaps quote-unquote all the other games on other platforms I suppose are these kinds of conversations or noises um, surrounding the game or the conversations surrounding I guess these, these kinds of perceptions I suppose do they bother you to certain extent as a brand? I think <clears throat> no 
to me personally, um, I think before this, right, like <laughs> we've never shown like what is our plan. Like uh, I think we, we do, we do share like what is our plan, but usually it's in a smaller scale. Like we showcase to our team owners, like we showcase to um, like our community leaders, like we discuss with them like what is our plans, how do we do things, you know. But I believe that we just want to work and we just want to do our very best for our community. It doesn't matter like what other people say. Um, we want to learn more about our community. We want to understand more what are the pain points and how can we help and support our community. And and for for me, as long as we are doing the good work, it doesn't matter what other people say. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. So the most important thing, like, macam in my keynote again, like really stresses out. The most important thing for us is to do a bender. It's like number one. Our community, they deserve better. We need to do more for our community. And number two is uh, the improvement, meaning we need to continuously work uh, towards our goal, right? Hmm. The esports scene here, uh, especially for Mobile Legends, Bang Bang, is pretty robust. What were some of the challenges or and what are some of the challenges that you guys face and guess, in organizing uh, esports tournaments here in Malaysia? Right. So I think... Um, we are very fortunate to have a lot of support from our partners and sponsors like Hotling, you know, ROG, um, Nescafe, um, and and we have a lot of support from like KPRG and all these ministries uh, like KBS and ESI as well. But I think one of our uh, biggest challenge so far, if I may, before this year was finding the suitable location to host. MPL Malaysia. I think that's one of our biggest struggles um, so far up to date, honestly. Because when people think about esports and gaming, um, they may think that, oh, it's just playing on your phone, you know, because they don't understand kan, uh, or the work that you need to put in, uh, the production, the skill, uh, the amount of LED, bro, need <laughs> yeah. to have. So maybe they don't understand that. So... I think uh, to have that is, has been a challenge. Kita berpindah randa. First bought dekat mall, then stadium juara, and then Dewan Sri Putra. Now finally, after a long discussion with uh, MBSJ, um, thank you to Simon as well from Serangor Red Giants for connecting us. And yeah, we, are, we have a home for Malaysia, at least for this year. I think the second one is, this industry is a, like what everyone mentioned, it's a self-sustaining industry. When you have a self-sustaining industry, um, maksudnya, there are people who knows how to maintain and grow their business but there are also people yang there's a lot of passion within them tapi uh, mungkin kurang daripada segi untuk dapatkan financial support kan so i rasa that has been our biggest challenge we want to figure out like a way of like how do we help like this team owners but orang selalu tengok in esports or the people who are growing this industry is just the game owners no it's not it's all these KOLs, this talent, these content creators, these team owners who are investing a lot of money um, in this ecosystem because of passion. So I think that is our biggest challenge, something that we really want to try and, and see and explore, like how can we help um, these people within our close community. Mm, yeah, so I mean, today's event is meant to, I guess, lay out the roadmap for this year. Yeah. I think to certain extent, uh, it 
it's supposed to lead up to M6 that's going to yep. be happening at the end of this year, right? Yep. Um, so, of course, um, Malaysia is finally organizing it again after the first yep. one, uh, the M1. Yep. Um, so, based on the roadmap that you've laid out, um, how optimistic are you that you're able to at least, I guess, implement all of them and to a certain extent also be a successful host for M6? So, I think like I mentioned, right, like we don't like to just talk. Like we work before we showcase this this work has been done the work has been done uh, before we want to showcase something we don't, we don't want to over promise our community as well well there are some items that maybe you know a bit more general that we put a bit more general in, in, in the slides and announcement uh, but most of it I think is something that uh, is highly achievable but it's only achievable if everyone share the same goal with us and everyone works together um, to achieve this together with us. Yeah, sebab kalau you tengok most of the stuff yang ada dekat sana tu it's all about collaboration. And we have grown MLBB Esports uh, to this current level pun it's all because of collaboration. Uh, so it's important lah. Uh, everyone share the same goal with us. So our objective of doing it here today is really to showcase like what is our goal, what do we want to do and invite everyone to do this together with us. Mm. So last time, do you think that this is also your way of, of telling the public that you're not resting on your laurels despite, I guess, the success that you've had this past, I mean, for you, know, you know something something cool about the team? Oh, this is very dope. <laughs> so, you know, something cool about the team that we have uh, in NPL Malaysia, that, that's man, in Munton, that's managing MLBB Esports Malaysia. So, uh, we have a lot of a uh, few different people who are not from this gaming industry. So, for example, uh, we have like Crystal, who was from Maxis and Netflix, Chrisman from Red Bull, then Serena Elson from Astro, then we have Peter and Devin in China, and there's a lot of, then I mean, Marcus as well. So, fun fact Season 2 Blast was the best season that we ever had. Then we had like a post dinner. Guess what we were talking about? In the post we weren't even celebrating. We were thinking about, okay, June, what do you want to do next? It became like a, from a celebration dinner to a BP, like a business plan dinner to talk about like the future plans, you know, like what do you want to do next? What do you want to improve? Like we were bantering with each other, like, why, why, did, why did we do this? Why are we didn't do this? You know, things like that. So I think that's something young that also drives us you know, like we don't look at like success. It's just a success. It's just a satu langkah je. Uh, we won't rest until we hit our vision lah. Like we really hope that you know, it'd be pretty cool one day nanti. And if, for example, like, we can stand side by side with football, you know, in Malaysia. I know it's a funny dream to have. You know, like for me personally, even I myself as a local football fan, like, but it'd be pretty cool, you know, if you know one day, like you know, we can stand side by side with football. Like, like look. We are also a complete ecosystem. We have the bundle of like fan base, the same as yours. You know, <laughs> I think that's really really cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, I share your sentiment there, but at the same time, um, how far away are we from that actually? To, to, considering that, yeah, the kind of conversation that that we have with regard to, I guess, even when you know, when it comes to budget allocation, whenever we allocate budget <laughs> for for esports, people are like, oh, you know, you know, we're not even allocating enough for our actual traditional sports, right? So, so I think, how far away are we from that? Actually? I think for that, and in terms of budget, I think we need to understand also on the government side like I also have I also always ask that question like kenapa lah takde kenapa lah takde I think this is one of the cool answer um, that I've ever had I'm not sure if I can say this or not but I think it's about don't want this industry to always depending on the government 
it's 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 our money, you know, it's our taxpayer money. So they don't want if this industry can grow by itself. That's why when when we put there, right, like the grants, right, it's not funds, it's grants. Like the objective of us doing that is to, for example, uh, your team, um, you have been focusing on performance for a very long time, and you don't have the time to invest in marketing. Now you can take this grant. You, Give us a proposal. You can take this grant to hire a marketing agency to help you promote your brand, to help you promote your team. If a team is lacking of, you know, like a Roma player, you know, they felt that oh, they need to have a Roma player. But alamak, tak ada duit pula aku nak hire, nak beli a Roma player. Write us a paper, give us a proposal. So I think those are the kind of things yang kita nak buat lah. Uh, I think that that's that's one. But how far are we? <laughs> Honestly, kita baru just start nak introduce ecosystem kita sekarang ni. Uh, so and 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 it's a long journey and i hope that for example i think i think for me i always compare like why football is so successful sedah tak sedah football ni dah lama like my atuk pun tengok bola juga kan and it has been a long industry so i think untuk kita at least now dalam masa Enam tahun kita buat uh, MLBB Esports Cup Malaysia. At least we are at this level already. I think we are growing quite fast. But I hope that we can always, um, you know, pegang tangan dekat dada and, and ask ourselves like, are we at the right time, uh, uh, at the right space untuk nak, nak push lagi and look at this instead, instead of like a benda yang nak grow dengan cepat, always play the long game lah. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that the industry and the ecosystem will allow you to do that? Considering that I think you have been around for quite some time, you have been pretty successful for a number of years now. But mm. judging by the trends of games, you know, the industry Memang. can be very, rap, you know, fast-changing and rapid, right? Oh. In, like in the t- attention span of people can can move from one to another in at such a fast pace, right? So Betul. you have been enjoying your success, yes, but. Are there any worries that you know come of next course. year, come you know two years time, three years time, there will be another you know whether a game in the same genre or a different genre will somehow take away your throne? Of course, um, that's why again it's going to sound like a broken record, but the two things that we mentioned, right? Like it's very it's it's our core value. Now, okay, I share with you like that we have a three core value in MLB Esports Malaysia. The first one is professionalism and excellence. In whatever that we do, we want to showcase that we are a very professional uh, ecosystem, and we want to strive for excellency in whatever things that we do, lah. Because you know, like esports, still the stigma, and so we need to showcase that. The second one is togetherness and inclusiveness. We need to ensure that we are always inclusive. Um, for our community to an inclusive meaning we need to also expand to other subcultures or interests and the third one is the most important one is innovative so we need to constantly stay relevant um, within the ecosystem so it doesn't mean that macam contohnya if kita nak buat long term tu memang benda yang betul patut ada tapi in the long term journey tu tak semestinya um, takkan ada pembaharuan takkan semestinya tak ada innovation so it's depending on the current situation um, untuk memahamkan apa lagi what do our community need what do our ecosystem need then uh, we work on that uh, constantly improving ourselves based on the feedback that's available um, and yeah that's how I hope that you know even though we want to play the long term game but we can stay relevant 
within this country lah. Yeah. All right. Okay. One last question. Uh, you're Malaysian. I'm Malaysian. Uh, Malaysia is hosting uh, M6 this yeah. year. Uh, we've never won the tournament, so uh, I, I don't know whether you can actually say this, but are you hoping to see a Malaysian team win it this year? Misty lah. <laughs> Whatever sport pun, like badminton, ke bola, ke like uh, we want to see Malaysian win something, right? Um, but kena faham yang berat berbanding bahu uh, untuk pemain-pemain uh, dan I'm sure that diorang sebenarnya berusaha sangat-sangat untuk mengharumkan nama negara so yalah kalau you tanya I do I want to win yes of course I want to win yeah but uh, at the same time we need to give 110% support um, to our players our teams to our ecosystem so that we can achieve it together lah You're tuned into GG Well Played and that was Fikri Rizal Mahrudin, Marketing and Business Development Lead at Moonton Games, sharing the company's plan for the growth of Mobile Legends Bang Bang, as well as their esports roadmap for the year leading up to the MLBB M6 World Championship, which Malaysia will be hosting again for the second time at the end of this year. If you'd like to listen to this episode again, look for the podcast on bfm.my. You can also download our app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. GG Well Played's podcast can also be found on Spotify and other streaming platforms. Do share your thoughts and the games that you play via our email ggwp at bfm.my don't forget to also follow the station on X and BFM Radio my name is Anif Baharudin thanks for joining us game on and please take care this has been GG Well Played you have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9 the business station for more stories of the same kind download the BFM app